guys. Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. Today's a pretty good day, Jake. Why is it a good day? It just feels like a good day. We have, we have actually two guests that we interviewed for next week on. Yeah. And I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. I know we've been talking about it for a little bit. We've been talking about doing stuff with uh, Lockheed Martin and Skunk Works and everything like that. We had Tucker Hamilton on uh, for our interview. Colonel. Tucker I'm sorry, Hamilton. Colonel Tucker Hamilton, sir. Uh, as I was, he's definitely a sir. He he yeah. was on uh, earlier today. We talked to him about being call a, sign Cinco. Call sign Cinco. He talks about how he got his call sign, but he's an experimental cool experimental pilot. You know, does a lot with the F thirty five and yep. developing systems he to keep planes from develop the F thirty. Yeah, and and systems to keep planes from crashing into each other and crashing into the ground. And he has kind of a harrowing story surrounding all that. Yeah. And later today, we have Jim Goodall coming in, and he is the not on this episode. Not on this episode. To, yeah, this is. We're just talking for future stuff. Yep. Just to get you guys excited, like because I'm excited, you guys should be excited <laughs> too. Um, he's like the foremost expert on Skunk Works, SR seventy one Black Area fifty Area fifty one UFOs, just all this crazy stuff. He's gonna be in studio. He's here in Minneapolis uh, right now for a little while, and then he's he's leaving back to where he calls home. And he's gonna be here. We're gonna meet him and talk to him, and That'll he's gonna be, be awesome. in studio. Really, really looking forward. So to those that. episodes will be coming out in the coming weeks. Yeah, we'll start with Monday, and then we're probably gonna have a, a few different few different episodes that are going to surround this. We've got a lot of content surround. Yeah. I can't think of anything cooler than uh, fighter jets. <laughs> and skunk works. Firework, uh, fireworks. Uh, fighter planes. <laughs> um, skunk works. Black ops. Do you black know sites. the history of where the term skunk works came from? No, but don't tell me right now. I will not, but it's a really cool story. Actually. Yeah. You were showing me all these crazy pictures of dudes like climbing onto planes, playing tennis while they were. Yeah, it was the barnstormer area era back after world war one there was all these surplus fighter planes from world war one yeah that were like dirt cheap what's so the word guys, barnstormer mean they would storm storm barns i <laughs> I, 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 I don't know i looked I you're gonna look, look. At, i'm gonna ask you again next week <laughs> okay. you better yeah, have that so what's been going on with you what's new in, in jake land <laughs> so everyone what's up, what's up way down over there? the last week has been sending me this h3t on bring a trailer it wasn't even on bring a trailer oh, was it? it was no, on some auction site or something no it was just on craigslist but then the drive picked it up because they're like, oh my God, we didn't even know these trucks exist. It's a manual H3T. What? This is amazing. And the guy's asking 30 grand. And usually I would say on Craigslist, he wouldn't get it. But now he has like national exposure with the yeah. story. Yeah. And I'm like kicking myself. Did I right. do it wrong? Because it's not low mileage either. It's like the same mileage my truck had. You know, same when, exact spec. When stuff shows up on the drive, it's the drive doesn't, or Jalopnik. Or any of this stuff, they don't go out and find this stuff. Right. Someone sent them. Oh, this for stuff. sure. So I understand you, that. If you would have submitted that, I your submitted it to bring a trailer, and they didn't pick it up. Yeah, but your truck was broken. True. They did, why would they want a broken H three T? No, but I could have fixed it. But and you didn't. Sold it for. 30 However, years. in its broken state, as a manual, if you would have submitted it to uh, um, nice price, nice price or, or crack, crack pipe, pipe that on Jalopnik, they probably would have covered it. That would have been I almost idea. guarantee that you know, they would have covered it. You know, it used to be that that would have been the perfect example for something on Bring a Trailer because you would have had to bring a trailer to pick it up. That's where the site came from. Yeah, that's what that's, the origin was. That's not how it works I know, and anymore. it's a pain in the ass. So, yes, you did it wrong. How much did you get for your truck? Oh, God. I think I like got grand nine or? grand for okay. it. Well, it, but not at the running, time, that's okay. it was like 13, 14 grand you would get is yeah. what I expected it with a running truck. Yeah, be, so I was like, you know what? I'll wash machine. my hands for it, of it and just let it go for that. Right. I think I offered you like six or something like that. And you were like, uh, no. That w Imagine if I had bought it from you for six and then this Fixed came out. It, and, and then, and then, then this sold came out. it for 30. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I man that would have been, been great. So pissed off. So, yeah, that was kind of depressing. Also, almost bought a Q5 this week. 
Okay. An Audi Q5. Why? You already have, it's the same vehicle know, that you I already know. have. A For, Q5 and a, and a uh, Macan are the same thing. Same thing. Essentially. Yes. Yeah. No, they are. Different trim. And a Tiguan, basically. All the same vehicle. I think that's a Q3. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think that's a Q3. Yeah, you're right. Um, no, so my wife and I always do like a Sunday drive. It's the most old person thing you can do, but okay. I love doing it, especially during like quarantine and lockdown. Like just, just get out. Go. Yeah. So we always try to find like all the scenic roads around here and the, the scenic byways. There are some terrible scenic byways that do not deserve that no, designation. I will tell you that. It's not like Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin's got to figure it out. We're uh, going down by Afton and there's all these little used car dealerships down there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we see a bright papaya orange Audi and my wife's like turn around okay we turn around is it almost yellow papaya is a famous color because it was exclusive to the first generation Audi TT it is a bright yellow it's almost like tangerine except a little brighter less red oh yeah I've seen this color yes so it was made popular by the Audi TT I would I would consider this color maize m-a-i-z-e Maze, like the maze crayon. Let me look. Let me. I think you're making that up. No, I'm not making that up. Maze is corn, Chris. Yeah, I know, but look it up. Look up Google maze crayon right now. That's the color that it is. Gar- like, click on the first or image. Or it's the color of a papaya inside. No, it's maze. It's maze orange. I typed in maze and it brought up corn. Yeah, but did you type crayon or color? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Crayon. No, this is this is too yellow. Maze is too yellow. Okay. Papaya has a little. It's definitely an orange vehicle. Gotcha. But anyway, so we stopped. They made in. like S fours in this color and stuff too. No, right? every single car that is papaya that is not a Mark One TT was special ordered. Okay. Which is why. Well, so here's like, an RS four that's just like yes, yours. Yes, one of one that RS four. Oh, really? Special ordered. Wow. Yes. So we're how like, much did you have to pay for special cool. order for for paint like uh, that? I one. think it was like three grand. Well, if you're already paying $50,000, it's yeah. really not that big of a deal. So anyways, you see a papaya orange Q5. It was like really good shape, everything else. And my so would that have like, been special order? Someone's special order papaya orange? It is orange. one of one. Yeah, so let me get to now it. Now you sound like a uh, Mopar guy. Yeah, it's one of one, this spec, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's numbers matching. Red on red. Yeah. Um, so my wife's like, this would be perfect. Then we don't have to drive the turbo in the winter. Which I'm kind of like, yeah. It's already yeah. going downhill. It's already spiraling out of control. It's not spiraling out of control. Bullshit. What do you now mean? You're going to have, now you've got two summer cars. Wait, what's spiraling out of control? Your Me? car purchasing. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, now you're going to have two is. of essentially the same vehicle yeah. under different marks. Yeah. And then two Porsches in the garage. Well, th- three Porsches, but yeah. Two in the yeah. garage. Yeah. What do you mean three? Well, Macan is a Porsche. But yeah, but I'm talking be... sports cars. Yes. Macan is not a sports car. No, it's not. Let's not get carried away. No. When I say Porsche, I mean actual Porsche, not an Audi Volkswagen <laughs> with a Porsche badge on it. 95% of the components are new on that car, Chris. Yeah, new as in they're not a Porsche. Yes, I understand. Anyways, um, so it was closed being Sunday. So we get the number. I call the guy on Monday this week, and he's like, we've had it on the lot for five weeks and just got a down payment yesterday. Oh, no. Like you just well, How much it. was it? I want to say it was eight or 11. That's it? Yeah. I guess it was a first gen. It was like 2012 or something like that. Anything Um, like that that sits at a dealership like that for five weeks? Yeah. There's that's it's. Well, it's, you know what it is? It's the color. It's like seeing a hot girl at bar at clothes. You're like, "Hmm, what's wrong? What's wrong with this chick? No one except (laughs) my wife would seek out that color. 
right? Like if you're going to buy a Q5, that's a pretty sedate car. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. they're like, oh, well, I want gray or silver or white. Right. So this one, the guy told me the story though. He's like, yeah, unfortunately we have a deposit on it. And he followed up, which is nice for a small dealership. He followed up a couple of days later. He's like, just want to let you know the sale did go through. I was like, I appreciate that. Um, but no, he goes, yeah, the, the wife had a first gen Audi TT in Papaya. And when they went to get a Q5, when they found out you couldn't get that color anymore, she was really disappointed. The husband went back to the dealership the next day and paid for the special order of that color. That's kind of that's kind of cool. It's cool. And so I think it it's cool if they're still one. willing to do a custom color. A lot of manufacturers yeah. are just like, no. So off. that fell through. So we don't have a papaya. Thank goodness. You need to have two of the same vehicle would be ridiculous. I know it would. It would be dumb. Yeah. It would be dumb. <laughs> I know. So I hate winter. I do too. I got, As you know, I was so just like down. I got stuck in the driveway today. Oh, okay. So you're not depressed about the weather. You just don't like got, that you get stuck. I got stuck and then <laughs> I got myself more stuck. And then I. How brought, much snow did you guys get up there? Because we like got some snow. Like, well, like six inches of snow. Oh, really? Yeah, we got some decent okay. snow. And it wasn't snow blown. So I, I just have like these little pile, these little fiberglass pylons. I yeah, what were the driveway what, markers? Driveway markers down yes. the driveway, so I don't drive off the driveway. How did that work? And not great. I drove off the driveway anyway because it's just like a sea of white behind me because nobody had shoveled or snowblowed or anything, so I couldn't see anything but the pylons. I guess I maybe need some. You don't get your driveway uh, plowed? No, I don't get my driveway plowed. Oh, Do bad. you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, your driveway's forty-five degrees of yes. grade. Yes. I wouldn't want to I shovel mean, the that snow, either. You would think would just kind of flow right off it, but it doesn't. No, I would definitely, uh, I would shovel your driveway every day. Cause it, it's, it, here's how it starts out. How's it start? Up? It starts out like this. We're going to keep the driveway super clean. Okay. It's going to be clean. You're going to be, be able to see pavement all the time. Okay. Would, to do this, you yeah. can't drive on the pavement. You can't walk <laughs> on the pavement. You can't do anything until it's cleared off. If you're using a shovel or a oh, snowblower. I see what you mean. Yeah, Otherwise yeah. it gets packed down. It turns right. to and ice. Then it's impossible. And it lasts once because Without question, or I'm mm -hmm. saying with, without, it, it, this always happens. The wife drives on the snow on the pavement and creates two paths and they're ice. Yeah, and because and she actually has to go to work and is working for a living. She should park not on the driveway until it's shoveled. She's going to park out in the street? I have a 50-yard-long a driveway. Okay. You can just park not on the concrete pad. Oh, okay. You're talking the apron. The apron, yes, where yes. you can actually walk and get out of the car and stuff like that. So now it's ruined. You know, it's ruined. It's got footprints. It's all ice. It's terrible. So they make a thing called salt for that. Not like not for this much ice. It is destroyed. It is the worst it's ever been. It always only lasts one or two snowfalls and it all goes to shit and it all goes down. Anyway, I drove off the driveway um, and then I basically got in the other car and left. <laughs> and I said, Jesse, call AAA, have them yank it out. And then she, when we talked to her at the studio, she's like, I was like busting my back, getting the car out. And you're like, why? The tow truck came. Yeah, the tow. She was just. She was just trying Anyways, to give me a. So guilt you trip. hate winter. Tired um, of it. That sucked. You have a Vespa. However, I am enjoying that. It's a little bit of project season. Yep. I have some good news and bad news. Okay. Um, I'll do the bad news first. Okay. I'm going to sell Grandpa's truck. Okay. I just because mainly because Grandpa's enthusiasm for it is nil. Right. So it's not like you're. His enthusiasm is pointing him. No, he, it's, it's nil. He doesn't. He doesn't want it. Okay. He doesn't want it. And I'm not going to put the time into it because I, yeah. it's, it's, I don't really, I never, it's his truck, but I didn't really ride with him in the truck. It was, so it's not like a mutual memory. No, I was doing it for him because I thought he would want to drive it and he does not want to drive it. He doesn't care. So, so I'm selling the you, truck. Yeah. Yep. The motor's out of it. So I, I'm technically I've sold the truck. Okay. I don't have the money yet, okay. but the person said, yes, I'm going to get the truck. Okay. It's a done deal. So but I don't have gonna, money, so it's not a done deal. Is this person going to buy the truck plus the he original motor? The motor? Yeah, he already took the motor. 
Because that was the deal was the guy was going to buy the motor and the transmission okay. and just buy that for whatever I had it priced at. Yeah. And then when he got there, I was like, hey, man, do you want do you want the whole truck? Oh, for the same price? For No. Oh. I mean, for, <laughs> yeah. yes, for $300. You can okay. have a, no, um, it's uh, $1,500, bucks, oh, that's, which is yeah. pretty fair. And uh, yeah, so we agreed that he's going to take the truck and I know he'll fix it. Which is good. That's I know cool. he'll fix it, and someone else can. And I'm not like this emotional. Well, I hope it goes to a good home, kind of guy, because that's all crap. No one really thinks that. They're always just yeah. glad to have the money, and it's out down the road, out the driveway. My first car, I had that Mustang, the V6, mind you. But I was kind of like sad to see that go, because you know what it was? I sold that right before the Cash for Clunkers program, uh-huh. and I sold it for forty five hundred bucks. And I was like, whole time I'm like, I hope that guy didn't take what was a really nice car that I maintained, and just like bring it to the dealer for cash or clunkers. You know they're thinking about doing that again. I know. We're going to do an episode sometime in the future to talk about, about how terrible that program was. About the was. disaster of cash for yeah. clunkers. Um, but speaking of projects, so truck will be gone. I got after the Vespa. Okay. I started taking things apart. Yes. First of all, you and I p- used a lockpick set to open the glove compartment because we thought there might be a key you in it. You and I? No, I didn't. Well, I gave you the lockpick set. That was my my contribution. Okay. So, I mean, it didn't take long. We used. To, I'm like... Use the rakes. We raked yeah. the raked the raked the pins, and it worked. It opened. Yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. Hope, by that. Hoping there would be a key in there. Hoping. There wasn't no key. So we still have no key. Um, thank goodness the steering wheel is not locked or anything like that. So yeah. I I got to order. I got to go. I got that uh, lock cylinder out. So I have to take it to a locksmith and have them make a key, or I can just replace all the locks. Right. So There's I'm not sure. four of them though on that thing. I know, but you have I only need one. Key. Everything else you can have stay unlocked. Little glove box key. You have steering column lock key and then you also have under the seat locked key there's too many keys there's too many locks, locks. well yeah. i mean it's something that you don't want to have stolen i guess I don't know, or you could just pick it up and throw it in the back of a pickup it's like 250 pounds there's no not something you're doing by yourself at my work my office there was a couple different motorcycle thefts right in front of the building because they pulled up a panel van and just threw like big crotch rockets in the van just in the middle of daylight and- in the workday, and then just boop gone so it happens. it's a po- it's a possibility. Yes. So anyway, it, uh, I found out that all the cables are seized. Okay. Which is a huge bummer. So you have clutch cable, front brake cable, uh, sh- the transmission shift cable as well. Yep. And you have throttle cable. Right. So you have four cables at least. And the brake cable. Front brake. Yeah. And rear brake. Oh, that through. one's also seized. It's, it's a foot. It's yeah, a foot thing. But usually those are linkage. It's not. So cable. they're not all seized, but some of them are worn. Yeah. They're like sticky. Yeah. So I'm just going to I'm just going to replace everything I can for the cables. It seems like kind of a shit show cuz they all have to run through the thing. But so I ordered all new cables, I ordered new tires. Even though the tires that are on there hold air, they're at least 20, 30 years yeah, old. So they're hard new as tires. A rock. Uh, what else did I order? I ordered a bunch of stuff. I ordered a manual of how to restore big body Vespas. So the, okay, tell me about what this is because so this is considered a big body. Vespa. Yeah. So in 1979, they went to the big body, which is not for a long time was not very desirable. Okay. Right. It's it's bigger. The to fenders, me, they still seem like the vintage Vespa, they, but they're not. The other ones are more dainty. Okay. You know, they're, they're, they're smaller. They're a little more dainty. They are not quite as big. Okay. This thing is it's much bigger. 
Okay. And the front friender is all fat and huge and everything. So you not like as, that, or would you rather have I don't the dainty? Get, I don't. I'd rather have the old one, but they're yeah. a million dollars. They're know, really expensive. Ridiculous. Really, really. Expensive. Can you like backdate them all, or is it a totally different nah. chassis? What you can do is you can take the fender off and just okay. run it with like the shock, you know, and just have yeah. like kind of a hot rodded look, which looks okay. Yeah, but it's a single sided swing arm. It's ugly up it there. It looks odd. Yeah. It does look odd. So I'm just gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave the thing looking exactly like it is. I did find a bunch of pasta noodles <laughs> on, <laughs> underneath the the gas tank. So it was an Italian mouse. Yeah, he's it ratatouille. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noodles and then yeah, store them in the Vespa. It'd be perfect. Yeah, we make this ironic. home. We make this home. Yes, yes. Pasta hello. in the Italian yeah. scooter. Yeah. So I've uh, got to clean out some of the mice. Otherwise, the things re- really, really clean. Um, once but have you have you taken the motor off? No, have I haven't dug not. into anything because right now it's just a shroud, the fan shroud, and you can't see anything else. Right. Okay. I'm hoping I can just take the carburetor off. My my buddy has like a carbur uh, a hydro whatever hypersonic. What is it? Oh a yeah, sonic cleaner. A dip tank. Yep. Yeah, he's got one of those, and we're gonna clean it out and rebuild the carburetor and get everything really nice. And dude, I want to kind of try and start it first without doing that and just right. see what happens. But in order to do that, I have to get the cables because you have the the you have clutch cable right, and you also have the shift cable right. Right. So you go one two three four right, and you three. turn you turn. A three speed is it three speed okay yeah. so you go one two three and neutral is in the middle between one and two so in order for me to be able to kick start it over or try to kick start it i have to have that cable hooked up or well, where could, does the cable go i to? know Just i could go manually shift it, needs, it into neutral the cable's cut the cable's cut. It's all frayed and cut. Yeah, it has to go to a lever down on the engine. So why don't I just replace the cable? I need to replace the cable at some yeah, point sure. anyway. So I'll replace the cable, put it in neutral, and then I'll try and kickstart it. So that's kind of what I'm waiting for is to get the cables figured out so I can put it in neutral properly mm-hmm. and try and kickstart the thing. Uh, this thing has no title, no key, no Correct. registration. Correct. How is that going to work? It, I'm just going to drive it. <laughs> I'm just going to drive that it. That doesn't I don't care. work, Chris. Sure it does. Who cares? They're going to repossess it. You're going to no, get stopped. No, they're not. There's no Oh, plate. man, look at that law-breaking criminal on that Vespa. No, that doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. Nobody cares. You are so wrong. They're going to assume it's stolen. It has no license plate, so they're immediately going to pull you over as no, soon as you see I you. highly doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt well, it. There it One of the people in the live stream said Ratatouille is French. Oh. Oh. Shoot. Dang it. Oh, oh ho, ho, I'm going to show the Italians what's up. I'm going to live in no, there. That's by. a Peugeot, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else? Oh, you have something you want to talk to me about with. Uh, well, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded, first of all, that you don't care about any laws of motorcycling. Because oh, whoa, whoa. What? I didn't say that. Yes, you did. You I, said, I'm not going to license it. I'm not going to. That doesn't mean it. I don't care. You just said, I don't care. That means you I don't care about. You said, I don't care. I don't care about the laws of, of titling and registration. Okay. That they I don't necessarily care about. take the scooter no, away they won't. from you. They're not going to take it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to just, it's Especially full Especially if you're attempting to drive this to Sturgis. All they're going to be in the middle of South Dakota, <laughs> and they're going to say, sir, are you seriously, you any, there's, are, <laughs> insurance, are you going to insure it? Oh, damn it. I'm not going to be able to get insurance without no, a title. No, you idiot. Oh, I could just give them the VIN number. No big deal. What, I've got a VIN number. What are you talking about? I just call them, hey, I've got this VIN number. They don't know if it's registered or not. No problem. I'll They'll be probably to... say stolen, and then the repossessed man will come to your no, house it's, anyway. it hasn't been driven in 30 years. The dude's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Who cares? Okay, but it's, it, you're 
gonna get pulled over. I will They're not. If I'm driving it, to, it if I'm driving it, no, no. If I'm driving it to Sturgis, uh-huh. are they gonna pull over the dude with the with the tattoos and the and the skulls on the back of his leather jacket that's going 150 they don't miles an mess hour? With that guy. Or are they gonna pull over the, the, the wiener? Me. Yeah, exactly. Did you say wiener? I said wiener. <laughs> you will look like the biggest wiener. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're doing this with your buddies supposedly to basically make fun of the Harley guys. Right. You're doing this in spite. In irony, and that won't work well when you're showing up at the Hell's Angels, and you're yeah, like, hey, awesome. "Look at you guys! I'm not going to show up to the Hell's Angels. It's not like I'm going to apply." <laughs> Hi guys, I would lo- also there, like okay, to run there, some there, some meth. You, there, can you give me some? There is actually a uh, scooter gang called Hex Angels, which is hilarious. I'm sure it is. What are they? Do they deliver pixie sticks instead of cocaine? I don't know, but it's just scooter guys because they're obviously not as badass as real motorcycle guys. Although I do have 200 cc. What? What's the displacement on your bike? Your new Harley. A thousand. Oh shit, that's big. <laughs> not really. It's still considered a small sportster. Oh, this is the first time you'll ever be bigger than me. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna uh, go with the joke there, but I'm yeah, not gonna, go, there. Go. I'm not gonna everybody, go there. Everybody can live in the, in the imagination. So I wanted to. Uh, we there's someone we haven't heard from in a while. That's Mr. Joel Fetter. That is Mr. Joel Fetter. Hello, hello, Mr. Joel Fetter. What's up, buddy? It's Joel Fetter. Welcome back. How's it going? Oh, it feels so good to be home. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see your Instagram now, you've got a giant truck parked in the driveway. It's America. it looks great on your brand new second time through driveway shut up Uh oh i didn't hear that story uh sorry inside joke inside joke okay so what what are you driving what's going on over there i'm driving a big old truck Uh, i'm driving the truck it's the uh the 2021 ram 1500 t-rex so this is the competitor of the ford raptor yeah, I mean it's the ultimate apex predator. It's it's a Hellcat truck. The it's, ultimate it's, apex predator. This is the, I, this is the commercial. This is the best car commercial I've ever seen. Is this truck where they where they play the the Sandman song? Oh yeah, out through yeah. the desert. Yeah, yeah, it, phenomenal. I mean, guys, it's, it, it it has seven hundred and two horsepower. I mean, it, it does zero sixty in four point five seconds. It has launch control. So it's a Hellcat in a it's truck. A Hellcat pickup truck okay. with long travel suspension. And active dampers. Can we just call it a hell truck? Ooh, the hell truck. Oh, dude, the thing is... Sh- I'm getting 8.9 miles per gallon. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, that's pretty good. Is it's it? It's pretty bad. I know, it's for a 700 bad. horsepower truck? I mean, what do you want? It's pretty what, bad. What do you want it to be? Does that have any sort of, like, uh, cylinder deactivation? No. no. No, Chevy learned their lesson from that uh, about 10 years ago. Oh, no one's doing that anymore? Well, they... they Everyone's still doing it. Yeah. You, get, you use cylinder deactivation if you get the 6.4 Hemi. Okay. Mm. My wife's five seven Hemi has it. See, Chris doesn't know what he's talking about. Once again, no. Well, in, in the early two thousands or the mid two thousands, the Chevy trucks were having huge cylinder wash issues. On the guess what, Chevy trucks had a lot of problems back then. <laughs> yes, that's that's true. That's true. And now they have problems with their interiors. Or well, with a sixty seventy thousand dollar truck, what do you expect? A better a interior. Good interior. <laughs> Speaking of interiors, Joel, I heard Tesla is running into a problem. It's true. In fact, we just published this like like an hour ago, literally. So what's um, going on? We'll put it up in the show notes if everybody wants to go read so, it. So NHTSA, National Traffic Highway Association. Wait, NHTSA. that's how you say it? NHTSA? NHTSA. NHTSA. I, like I always that. say NHTSA. That's Well, you, you, you could say NHTSA. You could, you could say that. That's how you say it. But the, the NHTSA, it's called Never NHTSA. Never heard NHTSA. 
Nitsa works for me. I like it. Okay. So So Nitsa. Nitsa uh, had a lot of complaints about the Tesla Model S and X 17-inch touchscreens failing. Now, remember, these cars have only been around since 2012. Okay. Right. And they've had a lot of complaints. And so they did an investigation. And they basically went to Tesla and were like, you have a problem. There's too many. There's too many failures going on. What is? Tesla why does? What is? What do they care about? What's going on on someone's touchscreen? Don't they just care if the car is safe to drive? The, and nope. Well, be, well, all the controls to the car, including the backup camera, all uh-huh. controlled via touchscreen. So touchscreen <laughs> fails. So they're in. They're in. The, so what yeah. is actually happening when it fails? It just blacks out, or you, so, it's not so, responsive, or what? So what happened is, is they did. Problem uh, of the touchscreen is NVIDIA Tegra 3 processor is integrated 8 gigabyte EMC flash memory chip. And what happens is when the chip, and I'm going to quote here, when the chip reaches, quote, lifetime wear, it can no longer maintain file, file system integrity, causing failure of the touchscreen functions. Guess what the lifetime wear was built in by Tesla? Tell me. Five to six years. So hold on. When you say built in, they actually coded it into Tesla, the software. Tesla basically chose a setup that would basically self-destruct and no longer function because it didn't have enough memory after five to six years. Wow. I'm going to let Jake no, take over here. We're a little early on this interview. My my DoorDash is here. So I'm going to go get my food, and you can hang out with Jake. So but talk about... They knowingly did this, and then they admitted it, by the way, in the, in the legal release that they had to put out. Tesla yeah. is admitting it. That it was designed for five to six years. Now, I want all the listeners to understand something. The average car on the American road today is somewhere I haven't done. I haven't looked it up in a while, so I don't want to quote on the staff. The last time I looked it up, it was like eleven point five years old. And I bet it's actually older now since the pandemic. We know people just aren't buying cars because they aren't driving. So, so yeah, I mean, the average car last I looked was probably a year, year and a half ago. It was eleven and a half years old. These guys purposely designed it for a lifetime wear of five to six years. Wow. And so they were calling 134,951 cars. So they this is the definition of planned obsolescence. They actually yes. built 100%. in to the soft. Isn't that illegal? So our, our actual headline is, I wrote the headline, Tesla recall touchscreens were meant to only last five to six years. Wow. That has to be illegal somehow, doesn't it? I, I have to imagine I there's going to be some sort of class action suit against them. That, that illegal might be a stretch. Class okay. action, totally could see a class action suit. Well, um, regardless, if it's a recall, that means they have to pay for replacing all these, right? They're going to have to fix this issue, yes. Okay. And, well. and the, the most interesting thing about this is, is that the writing was on the wall, right? Because if you ask any automotive journalist worth their salt, they will tell you, which I will tell you, mm-hmm. worth some salt, <laughs> is that these screens, the biggest deal was they couldn't, when Tesla was, it was starting in like 2010, 2011, before right. they built the Model S for 2012, they wanted a 17-inch touchscreen. And no supplier in the world really wanted to touch them with a 17-inch touchscreen. The reason was because they all figured Tesla would be bankrupt. They wouldn't exist, right? So they're not going to build this car, this touchscreen <laughs> for them. So the touchscreen, the 17-inch touchscreen that is in a Model S and X right. is considered an industrial-grade touchscreen. It is not considered an automotive-grade touchscreen. What is the difference? So there's different grades of, of, of there's different grades of everything in life, right? It would. There's, right. You there's, have Jake grade, and then yeah, down exactly. lower you have Chris Chris grade. Exactly. What do you mean lower? You're you're lower than me. <laughs> I thought you were getting food. What I'm back. I'm back. I'm out of breath. <laughs> I'm just back in time to, for Jake to think he's taller than me. Burger stocks it all. Yeah. So 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 industrial grade is is a rating, right? Okay. Automotive grade 
automotive grade means it is rated for you know vibrations and you gotta understand oh, the suppose. cars get to over 150 degrees in the summer inside and they get over like negative 30 in the winter like like there's so many conditions that your smartphone never goes through that a car goes through so that's why every screen you find in, in a normal car is automotive grade do we know the cost yes. differential between what they would have saved or i don't not? know no they, they they couldn't get and they, they I, I don't even know if they could get an automotive grade 17 screen nobody wanted to deal with them back in 2010 because right. they thought they were going to disappear. So these are so, Model S's and Model X's. What do they have in yes. the Model 3? Is that a different case? That is not included in all of this. Okay. So that someone finally screen. supplied something. Yet. Yet. It's not included yet. Yeah. yeah I don't oh. know what screen's in that because that's not in the scope of this. I don't know that NVIDIA is someone that makes industrial grade stuff like that. Do they? So hang on. You, hang on. Hang on. The screen isn't 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 the Nvidia. The, right. thing, the industrial grade thing I'm talking about is the screen. Nvidia is in this because it's the Nvidia Tegra three processor, not the screen, okay. that's integrated with eight gigabytes of EMC. And that's what's failing, right? That and that well, that, that was designed to literally no longer be able to maintain system file integrity after the lifetime wear, and the lifetime wear is only five to six years. Right, because basically what happens is things can only be read to and written to exactly. a certain amount of times. It has a life Correct. cycle, especially the memory has a life cycle. Correct. And once you read, once you reach that, things start to go a little sideways with the processor's ability to fetch and write information. Correct. And exactly. So that, And that's exactly where we're at right now. So, but What's the fix? Can you imagine... They're going to recall them. They have to. Yeah, but what's they the are. fix? What's the what are they going to probably going to put in a whole new screen system? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't know about the screen. So the the problem was isn't ironically the problem isn't the screen itself, right? Because it, because the screen the screen while not automotive grade is is in this case is failing because it's no longer maintaining system file integrity because it's caused it's and it, 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 it functioning because it loses the memory, right? Right. So the thing that needs to technically be replaced by this recall is the integrated eight gigabytes of EMMC flash memory chip and the processor and how it's all integrated together so that it can write longer than five to six years. What's the problem the for me is failing because of this. The, I don't know if they're going to replace the, the memory is memory is cheap. Memory is so, so, so cheap. Right. I mean, why couldn't they just buy better memory in the, well, it was planned obsolescence. Like Joel was No, saying. I think they were just cu cutting corners. I don't know if it was planned obsolescence because that's not a wise move when it's something so integral to the car with the screen. I mean, they've made some pretty bad decisions, so I guess maybe I shouldn't put it past them. <laughs> but I think that it's more of just like, where can we save a little bit more money? So so here's where it gets complicated, and, and then we'll move on from this topic. So NHTSA, in the letter from Tesla's vice president of legal, of course, uh, he, they said that NHTSA has not presented any evidence to suggest that the expected life is outside industry norms of EMC flash. Basically, what what Tesla is saying is is that 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 the NHTSA hasn't shown that the life should be expected to be lasting more than five or six years. But but Tesla then implies it doesn't expect its touchscreen to last the lifetime of the vehicles of the cars they're installed in. Does anybody though? Here's the question: Does anybody install anything? What is what is considered the lifetime of the vehicles? That's subjective. I mean, so what, what's... I, I think I, it's different for automakers. My gut. I know a lot of the Germans have. It's like a, a ten year, hundred fifty thousand mile kind of thing. Is, is is usually this this weird this weird uh, bumper uh, for a lot of this stuff when it comes to certain parts, right? Like when it comes to tie rods or bushings or all this other stuff. Um, so that's their, their, their that's a that's a benchmark I've heard a lot of. Uh, it, it just in dinner conversation kind of thing, right? Not talking about 
you know, like interviews. Um, I mean, but the, 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 the bottom line here is, is that they're installing touchscreens in the car. They don't expect to last the life of the car. I mean, that's really, what I'm, gu- I'm going to guess that a lot of manufacturers do things like this. They install things in the car. Sure I that... agree. I've talked. Yeah, but it's nothing where it just GM stops. And... I don't know. There's you have to understand that you're talking about touchscreen when the whole car runs on the touchscreen. Right. It is a critical. It is critical infrastructure, <laughs> which is another sure. reason why we should move away from these central touchscreen systems. I hate them. Joel. Good luck with that. It's not happening. Them. It's not happening. It, this, this, it is. There's touchscreens on your refrigerator now. You can oh touch. You can. T- you can order food from your refrigerator by touching it's the screen. So, dumb. so the yeah. touchscreens are everything. There's. It's. It's. Finalized. Everything is now just plain obsolete. To be obsolete, I mean, it's just. It's I just, think it's. I'm going to change the word here. I think it's expected obsolescence because mm. I still think that these cars are so technology driven that it's basically like your phone. I don't like. I don't like having a phone that's more than one or two years old. They get slow. The inf- the uh, the interface doesn't update anymore because it's not capable of it. And I think that we're at five years, seven years or whatever, we're still not really, well, these cars don't seem horribly, horribly outdated with the interface and stuff like that. They will in a couple of years. But they yes. will very, very they soon, will. especially when um, Apple and Kia come out with their car and when, or if I, that's suspected, that's not confirmed. And once uh, Volkswagen comes out with all their stuff and as we start to get into second generation interfaces, this stuff is going to just, nobody's going to want it. It's going to seem ancient well and now you're getting into well what are you going to do you're going to have a mobility provider you're not going to own your car anymore because it's going to be like your iphone trade-in program that i do and you probably do too yeah which correct i don't like that that's where we're going i know joel i don't like it i got a lot of problems you people and you're gonna hear about it no festivus is over oh what a great holiday so all right well uh, thank you joel fetter you're welcome I, I always enjoy hanging out with you. I miss your face. Hopefully we can get it back to normal soon. Yeah, no kidding. My wife is fully vaccinated. Your wife is lucky. Now she's growing weird horns and appendages. And her <laughs> DNA is fully <laughs> mutated. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later, Fetter. Thanks, guys. Bye. All bye. right. Bye-bye. All right, many thanks to Mr. Fetter for hanging out again. It's always nice to hear from a high-energy individual. <laughs> That's really right. Early. Okay, let's move right along to some other stories. Actually, before we get into that, I want to remind everybody to head over to patreon.com slash overcrest and support the show. Right now, at this very present moment, right now, now, we are live streaming the episode. For our Patreons only. For our Patreons. Added bonus. hanging out guys. with us. And uh, we have exclusive episodes that we came out. I just uh, released my interview with Alfred Paul, the guy that drove the 356 around all in Russia, Russia in 1958. It's a great story. For as little as $5 a month, guys, Five you bucks. can get access to Five all dollars. That's it. If everybody that listened signed up, we could do all kinds of crazy shit. So if you want to see <laughs> more cool stuff from Overcrest, if you want to see us make some films, if you want to see us. I laugh at that, but it is true that we are reinvesting all that. It's not like we're pocketing it. No, I have, I have not pocketed anything. Parts. Everything's gone into either marketing or T-shirts or, right. or whatever. And it's all just getting dumped back in. Despite COVID and my life being a nightmare, I still, all the money just gets dumped back right into the podcast. It's been, it's been uh, our pleasure to do this for you. Absolutely. And if you want to help us in return... Five bucks. That's all we ask. Speaking of being bankrupt. Who's bankrupt? I don't know. Me? You are. (laughs) Bertone is, or in this case was, one of the biggest traditional Italian design firms along with Pininfarina, Giugiaro, Zagato, and Ghia. We know Bertone. It's famed for bringing the wedge shape to the forefront. Speaking of Ghia. 
Carmen Gia? No. Do, do you think mm-hmm. I should buy a Ford Fiesta Gia? I don't know what the Fiesta Gia is. It's I just, know it's the, just the, the it says Gia on it. It's not, it just says Gia on it. It looks like a Ford Fiesta. It looks okay, exactly so it's like, just designed by Gia then, I assume. Correct, but it's got a Gia badge on it. Okay, well, if they're all designed by Gia, why does that one get the badge? I don't know. I was just corrected once by somebody. I said Ford Fiesta. like, Ford Fiesta Gia? So I thought maybe no, that, that's, that's what I was supposed to do. No, that guy's an idiot. Okay, no. that's fine. They no. can be an idiot. I was just, I thought somebody knew more than me for once. <laughs> an idiot. Yeah, obviously. Should, do I want one? No. Why? It's, there's a clean one out in California right now. It's, okay. It's 2500 bucks. Uh-huh. It's red. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Why? No. They're cool. You no, like they're them? not. They're the teeniest little box things. What year is this? Like, it's probably like 80, 79, yeah. something like that. I actually no. have no idea. No. What happened to you wanting to get into like some off-road overland vehicle? They're too That's expensive. That's what you should get into. It's too expensive. It's, it's too cool now. Everybody's co-opted it, and everything's a million dollars. Co-opted? Yeah. Appropriated. Whatever you want to call it. Is this like they need to get out of your boat, but you were never able to get into the boat, so get out of that boat over there? I'm not even going near the boat. <laughs> I can't afford the boat. The All boat right. is too expensive. The tickets for the ferry to cool land, to overland cool land, are too uh-huh. expensive. I can't do it. What would you buy? If I was going to go overland? Yeah. Uh, like an old Forerunner, or yeah, oh, probably. I would probably just Land keep Cruiser. It. Ooh, an old too big. Land Cruiser, too big for me. Okay. I would probably, yeah, old Forerunner or something. Yeah. I'd keep it simple. All right. Anyways, back to the story, Chris. Or an old Land Cruiser would be okay too. A really old. That's one. what I just said. Well, I thought you maybe you meant like a 2000 or a 1998 one where they're just no monsters. One like the dude, guys at Stantworks. Dude, I'm going twenty five hundred dollars for a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> you're talking about eight to twelve thousand dollar vintage no, here's what we need to do here's the thing these old land cruisers need a million dollars to even be viable to go do anything because their motors suck they make no power it's not I about remember, power when you're off-roading it's I, about gearing baloney when you're at elevation and you're mm. doing anything like that mm-hmm. i was with a bunch of dudes that had these uh-huh. when me and the stance works guys went out we did a little film oh, for them yeah? and one of them had the stock motor and he was st- struggling a little bit okay and it was just like this is very like going up the hills like these long getting to where you want to go off-roading sure if you're crawling around in first gears whatever right. not spoke, a big deal but, when but if you, getting somewhere it was yeah. just like oh my god this this dude can't even keep up he's no, slowing down what going we bill. should do overheating it's just it's they're all carbureted inline six shit piles their the engines suck they suck <laughs> so by the time you build one up and make it cool again you're a million dollars it's not even it's like buying a 911t like a 2.2 <laughs> You know, it, it, wait, it's <laughs> wait, wait, that's me. Hold on. What are you getting at? Uh, all, right. all right. Anyways, um, so Bertone, they're like Lamborghini fame. They're the ones that made the wedge famous. It's even also the guys that first did the Lancia Stratos, of which you might recall we did an entire episode. Right. They have, unfortunately, gone bankrupt. And as it turns out, going bankrupt in Italy is complicated you see when a private company goes bankrupt the government comes in and seizes all assets immediately which as an aside that's what pininfrina they called their high roller customer james glickenhaus so he could purchase and save their most prized concept cars by shipping them away before the government had their hands on them but that's not the case of bertone the entire historic archive of the design house has been seized what do you mean seized they went bankrupt Italy, wow. when you go bankrupt in Italy, the government comes and seizes all assets. You weren't listening at all. No, I was listening. I just, I'm amazed. Seized. They took everything. I just... Yes. So the entire of the assets are known, but it includes file cabinets full of original design sketches. Oh, no. Blueprints, 
manuals, build sheets. I hope they don't lose everything. And crates of scale models and like the uh, the clay models that yeah. they did. Um, it's going to be one, one hell of an auction. Well, the assets uh, are going to be governed by the Archive of Lombardi. And they stated that the package can only be acquired as a whole. And it has to remain in Italy. I like it. I'm fine with that. Someone, so who's going to grab this stuff? Ferrari, Lamborghini? Right. I don't know. Fiat? Or just a collector? It depends what it goes for. Um, after that, I hope buyer, it doesn't get owned by some collector that doesn't show it to anybody. Here's what's going to happen. Asshole. It's going to be a big collector that will buy it. Or a conglomerate, like a bunch of these rich guys, go together and get it. And then they need to register it as a permanent address in Italy, reorganize and catalog all the items, and then they can ask for the authority's permission to license any of the materials to a third party. So they could, like, recommission the designs, which would be If cool. the government is okay with it. Yeah. That's a little bit... Yeah. I mean, that's... Well, it'll be interesting to see, first of all, what the lot sells for. Who's in charge at the government to decide it? what is artistically acceptable to, to re-release? Have you been to Italy? <laughs> I have. But here's so. Is there a guy that is in charge of this type of thing? Uh, a, like a, a like team. some sort of um, cultural overlord? Oh, I'm sure that just is. He's just some dude. Oh and like, you imagine what his office. Along. <laughs> imagine what his office looks like. It's all dark and dusty. Never oh, opens no, a drape. He drapes. has to have like all the best like art, art antiques. No, no, no. There's just and... books everywhere. They're stacked on his desk. You go in there, you can barely see like one eyeball like peering out in between a bunch of stacks <laughs> Why, of books. An eyeball peering out because there's so many books you can't even okay. see. He's a little man, like a little Italian guy. <laughs> He's keeping track of everything. He's made a catalog of all the Bertone's good stuff and his uh -huh. bad stuff. And he uh -huh. said, "Well, we're going to license these. We're not going to license these." Well, that's what's interesting. In so this guy, I'm just saying, this dude has incredible power. Yeah, sure. This imaginary guy that you made up, <laughs> he exists. <laughs> no, what is interesting going back? His name to is story, Valentino. Though, is they don't even know what they seized. Because they just have a warehouse full of, like, all the file cabinets, all the boxes of stuff in storage. Wow. So, it'll be interesting. It might be worth digging into, finding out what's going on with this stuff. I want to know. This is important. Okay. This is important historical stuff. It needs to be known Should where it goes and what happens. Bid? Yeah, right. <laughs> this is $2,500 Fiesta. <laughs> or all of Bertone's assets. Yeah. I bet it's it's got to be tens of millions of dollars. I don't know. I don't no. know how big of a company Bertone is. Like, they did a lot of design work, but the it's firm not, itself. It's not like they have a bunch of machining equipment exactly. and stuff like that. It's like not a lot of hard itself, assets. Like, the firm itself, it's probably just a bunch of file cabinets and boxes full of models. It's intellectual property. Yes. Is it's basically the what IP you're paying is for. what you're buying. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, does it, so, this gets auct all auctioned off at once. Yeah, it's got to be one one. Big. Okay, so they are going to auction. There's going to be different bidders. So, we should be able, I wonder if it's, if it's a public auction or not, if we'll be able to see... Let's find out if it's a public auction and pay attention because I really think this is important. It'll be I don't interesting. Wanna, I don't want to see this stuff get shoved in a cave somewhere where it burns down because some idiot doesn't have a fire suppression system <laughs> in his shop. Wait a minute. When have we heard of this before? God. <laughs> oh, I lost all kinds of really important documents to the fire with no, with no sprinklers. Great. Nice. All right. So you guys know that catalytic converters are a pretty hot commodity? Yeah. The problem is the two I cut out, I just threw away. Did you really? Yeah. Out of what? Uh, one, I cut out of the H3T cause it was like just clogged up yep. and I just threw it away and then it's probably worth like $300. Yeah, it probably was. And there's another one I, oh, uh, the MG midget. I pulled the cat out of there. 
when I went turbo. So local news stations across the country are reporting a dramatic increase in catalytic con- catalytic catalytic only from Cadillacs. Only Cadillac. Only Cadillac, Cadillac catalytic cat converters. Cadillac catalytic converters. Say that three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're being stolen. With metal prices booming, thieves use cordless. There's no inflation, Jake. There's no inflation. Everything's fine. Don't worry that, about is it. Is that what we're being told? Oh, yeah. There's no inflation. I don't pay attention. There's no inflation. It's okay. fine. Everything's fine. Just keep printing money. No problem. Um, thieves have been targeting commercial vehicles in industrial parking lots, even cars in residential neighborhoods. Now, this happened to my buddy Dave. He has a Prius. They stole the catalytic converter out of the car when it was parked Who on the is street. This? My buddy Dave. Oh. He's got a Prius. Yeah. Thinks it's cool. Whatever. And they stole the catalytic converter out of the thing. Is it the same Dave that has the 914 yes. and, yeah. and that cool BMW? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. They, they stole, well, it's his daughter's Prius. Let's not get carried away. Okay. And they, they stole it. Just cut it off. And boy, this thing Which, sure does sound loud. I don't understand. You would think you'd target the vehicle somewhat specifically and say, okay, like the big trucks downstairs. Like- Priuses are worth a lot of money. They're like oh. three to $500. Scrap value. Okay. Um, the thieves are after the platinum, palladium, and rhodium Correct. inside the converters. Thieves can easily strip down exhaust parts and extract the precious metals, turning around and selling it to scrap yards for a handsome profit. Here's the thing. Any legitimate scrap yard will need some sort of like documentation of where it came from. Right. You can't. Yes. Yes. But you can sell it to some shill, like uh, shill grifter. Um, shill grifter. Shill slash grifter scrapper guy. What is a shill guy. grifter? It's like exactly what it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> so you can sell it to him and then he can be like, oh, I got them all from the shop. Like he's got an order for, to pick up scrap at a shop and be like, I got them all there. So there's ways around doing this. You see the guys like biking around with the- You're telling with, me the criminals are lawbreakers? Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, internet search trends for catalytic converter thefts erupted during the beginning of the pandemic when tens of, million, uh, tens of millions of Americans lost their jobs. Simultaneously, trillions of dollars in stimulus via the central bank and federal government resulted in surging asset prices- Inflation, uh, including different types of metals, which made catalytic converter scrap prices jump. These asked themselves, why steal copper when catalytic converters bring more money? And it's probably easier to just cut one of those off. Yeah. So uh, although it's illegal to pay for scrap metal with cash, scrap metal merchants will buy stolen materials for two to $500 for each one. And the repairs to each of the affected vehicles can run three to $5,000. Now, here's the thing hmm. is the city of Minneapolis, I know, or maybe it's the state of Minnesota. I don't remember which, right? but they will pay for the repair if you get your stolen. Oh, really? So can you see like how this could be abused? Yeah. yeah just you gotta, cut your own catalytic converter out. Cut your own catalytic converter Several out. times. Yeah, it just keeps happening to me. I don't understand. This is so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb, right? I mean, wow. come on, how dumb is this? For example, the Dodge Ram 2500 repair comes in at $3,460. Wow. So if, they, if you cut, you crawl right under there, it's a 2500, 2500 truck. Yeah. And you cut the cat out. Oh, right. no, no, what happens? They basically $3,400 to get a new one. You just weld the old one back in. Oh, so you don't even have to sell it. I was thinking I was going to sell it, make money, and then have the state pay to repair no, it. No, 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 no. You just you hide just it under the it. sofa, and then oh. and then you have a new one put in. For and then, oh my goodness, it got stolen again. I live in a bad neighborhood, Chris. Foreign cats are the the biggest. So okay. domestic cats aren't that much. Yeah, um, one of our cats listeners are, pointed out that my Hummer was probably worth like yeah, 50, 50 bucks. bucks. Three to $500 in scrap value. A Ford EcoVan, however, which is like the big, you know, the big van. Right. $600 you can get for one of those. See, that's, and it's easier to get underneath it. Why wouldn't you go for that? I, I don't know, Jake. How do you even steal it under a Prius? Do you have to jack it up? 
Yeah, I'm sure you do. Well, they steal wheels and stuff all the time. You just jack up one side, jack it all the way up. You don't care. If I'm going to steal stuff, that seems risky. Like, you're taking more time. It's loud. You have to have something to get the wheels off. Well, imagine you're Jake. I, I am. You, you're Jake. You worked at Grumpy's Bar. Okay. And you got let let, 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 let go. Uh-huh. All right? So you have no income. What yeah. Are you, what are you going to do? What Literally, what are you going to do? You, you have no income. Yeah. The no, police aren't enforcing the law anymore which is true in Minneapolis. They've lost like 50, like some massive percent of their police force yeah. because that nobody wants to work under the conditions that those guys have now. So yeah. now they're, they're, they're not enforcing. What are they going to do? What are the cops going to do? Yeah. They don't have time. Right. They don't have time to deal and with it. And that's small potatoes. There was a guy that got beat up. On, you know, you, you if you're going to buy tools from a guy that has uh, the big Mack truck or snap-on truck, right? right? Yep. And you're going to buy tools. You don't necessarily just pay cash for the tools. You get a loan. Right, so you're gonna get right. a big six thousand dollar toolbox. You pay for it monthly. Right. You get it filled with tools. You pay for it monthly. You got a bill, right? Okay. And there was a guy who owed money, and the guy asked for his money. Guy comes up, beats the shit out of the Mac Tools guy in his truck. This mechanic be- wow. beats the hell out of the guy, beats him bloody in the hospital. Calls the police. Sorry, nothing we can do. Don't Are have you the resources. Yes, they don't have. They're they just. It's it's out of control right now. There's no enforcement of crime, and so doing something like this, they don't care. They don't care. This is so low, low on their priority list. Unless someone, this is even, even like eight years ago or seven years ago when I lived in North Minneapolis, I watched a guy get, just getting the shit kicked out of him in the intersection in front of my house and get dragged away by his hoodie Jeez. down the street by the, basically underneath his neck. I'm like, beep, boop, boop. Now I'm going, hey, guy, there's a guy getting beat to death in front of my house. Yeah. Do you see a gun? No. Sorry, we have too many calls. Can't get <laughs> So stealing catalytic converters, not a big deal. Not a big deal. They don't care. So if Chris shows up with a vintage Land Cruiser next week, <laughs> we know what happened. Yeah, I got the scam going. Got the scam going. <laughs> All right, Chris, the SSC, you remember this whole album with their yeah, yeah, with the, yeah, and yeah, the, with the They tried to set the speed record and then it was wrong. Well, they just completed a third attempt at taking the record for the fastest production car in the world. And as I said, we discussed at length, the first attempt was faced with controversy and was proven to be inaccurate. There was a second attempt scheduled apparently, but it never happened as there was last minute problems with the car. I read it was something to do with overheating and spark plug fouling. Who knows? I'm sure there's a litany of excuses. Or However, in what is basically the third attempt at production car speed record, it appears that Gerald Shelby and the SSC team officially achieved the record. This latest attempt ended with a two-way average of 282.9 miles per hour, which is five miles per hour more than the current record holder of Koenigsegg with their two-way average of 277.9 miles per hour. But here's... (laughs) Mine per hours. Mine per hours. You want one. (laughs) (laughs) Mine! No, here's what's... The takeaway, though, that's a hell of a far cry from the 331 miles per hour that the company first claimed. Yeah, that's they a did. massive discrepancy. The top speed run took place at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I suppose the runway go, take that you manage the space shuttle on yeah. is long enough. Um, once again, the car did a two-way pass, and SSC said it used many different GPS data acquisition units to be sure of its numbers. They had a race logic, life racing, Garmin, IMRA, they were all there. They're not taking any chances this time. Yeah, exactly. Um, You may recall, though, that on the first attempt, they had used racing driver Oliver Webb. He was like a European um, LMSA whatever IMSA driver. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. 
Well, where the guy says he doesn't didn't think he was going to do anything like that ever again. Right. He got like all emotional at the end. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. The interview? Well, this time, SSC simply had the vehicle's owner make the record attempt, which to me makes the whole thing with Oliver Webb seem like he was being a bit dramatic. Well, perception is reality, right? So if okay. that thing says you've, you're doing 331 miles per hour, I mean, imagine anything over 250, anything over 200 just seems fast. It's right? very fast. And they're out on a public road, which is... Not perfect. Right. I'm sure it was terrifying. Yeah. I'm sure it was, and You're there right. was wind and crosswind. I just think it's stuff. funny that last time they like brought in the big race hot shoe guy, and this time the owner that they're borrowing the car from, they're like, yeah, I'll just do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Why not? Well, the marketing was out the window at that so, point. Uh, Chris, your next car purchase could be a replica. No. The NHTSA, or as Joel told us, the NISTA? NISTI? NISTA. NHTSA. NHTSA. NHTSA finally completed regulations last week that allowed the sale of turnkey replicas of cars at least 25 years of age to be sold in the U.S. By who? The manufacturer or by anybody that wants to make one? Anyone that wants to make them. The regulation allows small manufacturers who sell less than 5,000 cars annually to construct replicas of a vehicle that is at least 25 years Question, old. Question, what defines replica? What about drivetrain? Can you upgrade the drivetrain? Yes, you, you can. Okay. So here's what basically this allowed. Previously, if you wanted to sell any type of car from a small manufacturer, you needed to basically sell it as a kit car. The problem being, you either had to go through all of the ridiculous regulations that major manufacturers have to go through for tra tra crash testing yep. in order to sell a vehicle. But if you sold a kit car, then it's not a real vehicle, so you don't have to go through all that. Right. What NHTSA is saying is, okay, now if you only sell 5,000 cars or less, we're waiving your crash test standards. So you can basically go out and buy a replica or any car, I guess. It doesn't have to be a replica, it's my understanding. Um, it does not need to meet the NHTSA standards. They whoa, whoa, do. it doesn't have to be a replica, so you can just make a car as long as I it's don't just... know. I think it the fact that they called out 25 Too bad years the old, Dale car wasn't made now. It seems like a way more lucrative. We, we could have made it. We can make a replica of the Dale car. <laughs> we can sell it. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Griff the hell out of everybody. Yeah. No, I think it does have to be a replica because that's where they got in the 25-year-old rule. Right. Um, however, it does still need to adhere to current EPA emission rules. So you have to upgrade the yes, drivetrain. you basically have to upgrade the drivetrain. Okay, so that's the rule. You have to make yes. it. All right. But at least it's legal to sell it outright like that. Great. So, I mean, you're not going to see like a, a Boss 402 exactly it was back in the day off the showroom floor, but you'll see that car that looks like it with a modern engine. Right. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Stupendous. Um, I do have sad news for you, Chris. Oh, no. Adobe Flash is Wait. officially dead. It's, hasn't it been dead? <laughs> not officially. So, when was the last time you saw like a macromedia player? Right, exactly. Yeah, the web browser plugin that powered everything from crappy online games to terrible website interfaces. The, as, I actually know, a, I knew how to make Flash websites. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah, as a web developer, the day, they're terrible. Yeah. Oh, it is such a terrible system. Um, anyways, uh, it, it is it is interesting doing it because as a guy who knows how to do like edit films and edit, oh, I, it's like similar. keyframing yep, and stuff like exactly. that was very it easy for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, but it's, it's terrible, so horrendous, terrible. Yeah, so it's basically become obsolete because other technologies are far better, like right. HTML5 and anything else. Um, however, it turns out that the city of Dalian in northern China was running their entire railroad system on Flash technology. 
And I imagine what the timeline looks like for that oh train here, train there. And it's just, <laughs> and just drives across. Or it just says loading the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so when Adobe finally pulled the plug on it, Dalian's railroad network found itself grounded to a halt. It stopped. The railroad technician did finally get everything back up and running 20 hours later. But what the way they did this was hilarious. Rather than switch the rail management system to some other more modern platform, anything, they instead installed a pirated version of Flash that was still operational to just to get it going again. Here's what's bizarre, though. So it's been very, known. It's very China of them. Yes, it is. It's, yeah, a copy? Oh, <laughs> sure, perfect. Why weren't we doing this all along? <laughs> it's been known since 2017, though, that Flash is being discontinued. Yet somehow the railroad managed to ignore all that until they had absolutely no choice and everything just stopped. Sounds about right. I mean, I would expect well, nothing more. Yeah. I, mean, I would I expect guess, nothing more. This is just how it goes. This is how it works. It's not like they're going to lose money on it. No, yeah, well, no, right? it's the government. So what's the training. incentive? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? All right, guys, that's all we have for news day. We're going to hang out in the uh, in the chat with our Patreon subscribers after the episode. If you want that to be you, five bucks. It's all cost. Hang out. Let's do it. Patreon.com slash Overcrest. You can uh, shoot the shit with Jake and I after the episode next week. We're going to be start with the uh, we're going to be starting the with the Lockheed Lockheed Martin Skunk Works program yeah. series of episodes. It's going to be really cool. All right. Well, if you like this episode and many others, make sure you leave a five star review and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. So make sure you get notifications for when the podcast comes up. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Take care.